0: Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome to the Husker Extra Hour. I'm Austin Foreman with you here. We're going to jump right to our VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. This is primarily a uh, football show as we bring in Sam McEwen of the Omaha World-Herald. But Sam, I do have to start with a basketball question. It's Fred Hoiberg's birthday today. If you could get Coach Toyberg a gift for his birthday for his basketball team and their outlook on the year, what would it be?
2: Um, a third really good three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think KT is going to be one. And I think somewhere in there they're going to they're get a pretty good one with Bryce Williams. I think he could be 38%. So what you're looking for is just one of those, someone else on that team to hit. 37, 38%. And if you get three of them, I think they're going to be hard to stop. And maybe that's Rink Mast. Maybe that's CJ again. CJ was not a, a 38, 40% three point guy last year. Maybe he will be this year. Maybe it's Jamarcus Lawrence. My sense is no. Um, but I think Bryce Williams and Casey will be for sure. And then I finding that other guy who, who can who can hit You know, uh, two again. You know, two a game would be would be fine. So if you're, you know, if you're sixty for, uh, oh, I don't know, one 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 forty, one fifty over the season, I think I think you're going to win a game or two more, and that's what they need. They need just just a little bit better shooting than they've had since he's been there. And if they get it, uh, I think they have a chance to make the NCAA tournament.
1: Okay, you said Bryce Williams, and that's a guy I've been really excited on since his transfer from Charlotte. I think he's going to be a great secondary guy. Maybe if Casey's on the bench, Bryce Williams can shoulder that load. But I like him sliding into that complimentary role as Casey Tominaga runs the show. But I think Bryce Williams is going to go for 30 once or twice this year.
2: Well, he has the game for it, you know, and, and, and Casey can get there, but he has to do that. You know, he they're going to blanket him on the three-point line. So he might hit four threes in a game but he has to get there get into the cup and, 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 you know, getting passes from rink mass and rolling to the rim, you know, Bryce can, um, can probably get to 30 in, in a little bit different way. He can probably hit a mid range shot. He can do a few other things. So uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some times when Bryce Williams is the best scorer on the floor. I think they've got to be smart about the role they use in him in You know, I, to me, he's a 21, 22 minute guy. If he has to play 30, Minutes, I think he's going to get tired. In theory, they've got the depth to not make him have to do that, whether he's a starter or a backup. I think, you know, 23 24 minutes is just about perfect for him. And maybe, you know, Casey they can go 30 plus. I think Jamarcus probably needs to as a defender. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see with Rink Mass. Rink Mass did that at Bradley. I don't know if he's going to do it here. Uh, we'll see what Josiah. Josiah did it at, at New Mexico. He played thir- like 34 minutes, an insane number of minutes last year per game, and and I don't know if that's what they want out of him or not. But uh, this is a team that I think if they can balance their minutes out, they they can uh, they won't hit a wall. And and when they get to that tournament where they have struggled under Fred, they've struggled when they get to the Big Ten tournament. They've got to they got to win two. You know they, you got to go there with a mindset. of We're going to win the first one. And that day one, say you're a seven or a ten or an eleven seed, whatever you are, and then you got to go win the second one. And if they've got the legs, I think they can I think they can do that. Fred's teams have struggled at the big Ten tournament, and it's time to change that,
1: which is kind of weird to think about, given Fred Hoyberg, you would think would understand the grind and the rigors of a long schedule and getting guys prepared. But then you look at the teams, and they just haven't been that deep. This might be his deepest team at Nebraska. It's deepest
2: by far. It's deep, It's his deepest team by far provided people don't get hurt. And the reason it's deep is because last year they had guys get hurt. And when those guys were out for the season, other guys had to develop. So San Hoiberg will not come into this season having only played a handful of minutes. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence has started. I don't know how many games it started last year, 12, 15 games. That's valuable. Uh, So, you know, Vandemel's injury at the time was tough. So was Jawan Gary's injury. But it forced some other guys to play. And those guys now come into this season and they won't, they'll hit the ground right. You know, Jamarcus Lawrence will be building on what he did as a freshman, not trying to discover the, the full breadth of his game. We, we know he knew what he could do and what he couldn't do coming out of last year. Now he can build on it. And if Bandimill hadn't gotten hurt, I, I don't know if we would know that. So this is a deep team. And I think they have an opportunity again. Got to win early. Get your guys off, you know, get your guys on the bench, win some game I know this seems like a small thing. Win some games by twenty. Beat some of these bad teams by more points and get your better players off the floor. And rest them get them rested early so that when, you know, that big stretch in December hits, they don't look they don't look gassed. And and that'll be crucial for Nebraska that that they uh that they play well in December and win a couple of those games
1: that big stretch in December, always there for Nebraska basketball, but turning our attention to Husker football here, Sam, maybe the season defining stretch for this Husker football team. You beat Illinois on a short week to go into the bye. You get your bye. you know, week seven in the middle of the season, you've played six, you got six to go. You got Northwestern this week. As you look at this bye week, what did Nebraska need to accomplish heading into homecoming?
2: Healing up, I think probably helps them a little bit. Just, just trying to get that defense, Fully healthy, so can Luke Reimer get back? Uh, I don't think Deshaun Singleton's going to be back, but but uh, healing up some of those defensive linemen and Jack linebackers, you know, uh, making sure they're ready and ready to go. Now they've they've distributed out the snaps wisely, so I don't think it's going to be like a calamity. I think they'll be able to they'll be able to do a good job there. And then I think the other thing in the in the in the off week was probably figuring out okay what can we do regardless of quarterback that we know we can reproduce and how do we get some of these young receivers ready to play? Because at this point there's really nothing that would keep Malachi Coleman or Jalen Lloyd or Jaden Doss off the field. Like there's no one there. It's, it's, it's really, it's really limited. So at this point, those guys need to be ready to, to, to catch the football uh, to get to, you know five, six, seven, eight targets per game. I mean, Malachi Coleman will probably get some more targets now, and find ways to find ways to be productive in the pass game. Because I think some of these teams that Nebraska's going to play in the second half, they're going to be aggressive and say, hey, we're just going to take away the run game and force these guys to beat us throwing the football, and we don't think they're going to be able to do it. And so I think you're going to see some of these teams, especially Purdue. You know, I think Ryan Walters will come in and say. This is gonna, we're just going to man, man you up in the back end, and we're going to bring a lot of heat on the quarterback and see if you can handle it. And Nebraska's got to be able to handle it. And, and to be very honest with you, the Ryan, they did not handle Ryan Walters' defense well last year, and they have not generally handled Purdue's defense well at all, So, except for last year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: And even last year, it was just Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer handling things more so than a team-wide effort as Nebraska puts up those 37 points. Looking at the Big Ten West here, Sam, Iowa in pole position right now with the win over Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes are three and one. Uh, Wisconsin, two and one. Then everyone else is either one and two or one and three. You don't want to give Nebraska credit for something it hasn't done yet or done in a long right. time. But it seems like these next three weeks with Northwestern still down, uh, with Purdue, you said give them trouble, and I agree, but vulnerable. And Michigan State that blew an 18 point lead against Rutgers late. There's a chance Nebraska can get on a run. Am I wrong? There's a chance.
2: yeah. they're going to have to win the line of scrimmage against all these teams and 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 be physically superior. Because I think on the edges of the field, especially on offense, they do not necessarily going to win a lot. But yeah, they're going to have to flex their muscles. They're going to have to get help from the home crowd. Uh, the crowd's going to have to help them, especially these next two weeks. And you know, you, you you've got to find a way to to score foot score points score football points. You know, you gotta get to twenty one or twenty-four one way or another. That's kind of what I was doing. I was figuring it out. Uh, Nebraska's offense is a little bit better than Iowa's and its defense isn't quite as good. And so I think there's similarities to, to to the way those two teams are having to go about some of the things they're doing. Um Nebraska's gotta find a way to get some explosive plays too. So yeah, I mean I think there's a chance to go on a run here. Gotta be gotta be consistent, gotta get off to good starts. You know, got got to got to finish well. Uh, Northwestern's coming off a bye week. I, I think they got a little less talent than Nebraska, but not a ton less. And so that'll be a competitive football game. And I and you know, I'd worry about that Purdue game, uh, much like Illinois. I I think Purdue's got another good football game in it, and I just don't know if Nebraska's going to be the team that sees it. Uh, Nebraska did not see Illinois's best game. That actually nope. came a week later. Mm-hmm. So their their win at Maryland was a good one. They played good football. They didn't play it against Nebraska, but Purdue's got another good football game in it. I don't know who it's going to come against, but it, it, but they're going to play the way that their coach wants them to play at some point this season, and Nebraska has to make sure it plays as well as it can to avoid what I think a lot of people would call an, un, an avoidable upset there. So uh, it's not going to be easy the next two weeks. I, I know it seems like it might, but it won't be. You know, In some ways, that Maryland game, which is a month out, that team's going to be really beat up by the time they come to Nebraska, and that might be an opportunity where Nebraska can flex its physical muscles. And Wisconsin's just not right. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. They didn't play well yesterday, but they weren't coached well. They, it wasn't. It wasn't a well coached performance by Wisconsin. Um, it, it, you know, it, again, and Fickle referred to it in his post game. And I'm not a coach, and I'm not a former player, so I'm, I'm not going to delve into what I thought. But there was. I Iowa pretty significantly outcoached Wisconsin, I thought, in that game. And Wisconsin had some things that could have taken advantage of and did not. And there's just that 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 situation just isn't gonna be right. I think that they took over a tough situation there. It's gonna take them a year or two to to get it right. Um, because they made they decided to make such sweeping changes to the offense that uh, they're willing to take some pain now for for a little bit more success later. And I think Wisconsin does not strike me as a more than a six or seven win team, to be honest with you.
1: Which gives Nebraska a chance if Nebraska is going to be about in that same neighborhood. I'm glad you brought it. They got
2: a chance in every game. They got a chance in every single game. (laughs) They could also lose four or five of them. It's, you know, people are going to look at the Northwestern game and go, well, there's a game Nebraska's going to win. I I would not. That one's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight game. And Nebraska's going to have to play well to win. I know that sounds odd, but... I just got a sense that that's what it's going to take.
1: The initial line came out today. It was 10 Huskers, 10 point favorites. I I'm with you. I don't know if I buy that either, but I think it goes to what we've been talking about, you know, pretty consistently with this team, you know, it's, it's just average. And this is what average football looks like. It's an average division. No one's great. Iowa's Iowa. Not much to talk about there. Wisconsin having its struggles, Minnesota, maybe they'll turn it on, but this is like your classic ACC coastal sort of, just spin the wheel whoever it lands on you can pick a game they'll win pick a game they'll lose and the rest are going to be all toss-ups and I think fans just have to brace themselves for it and that makes the three and three record at the midpoint I think really a perfect encapsulation of Nebraska right now
2: it does and all the teams all the teams left on the schedule are going to play hard I th- I do again think Maryland will see uh you know they're they were down a little bit on Saturday and their effort showed it and I think by the time the plays them, they will be beaten up uh, but, you know, the teams that Nebraska going to play down the stretch, got a lot of kids on their teams that are just tough and maybe not the most talented guys, but they don't quit. I thought that was true of Illinois. Uh, you know, Nebraska, I mean Illinois played horribly in so many ways, but they didn't give up. And Nebraska won the game and, and should be proud that they did. They did some really good things, especially on defense. But, you know, that could have been 47-7 to or 40-7. to and it wasn't because Illinois didn't lay down. And I, I, Northwestern's not going to. They're going to come in and they're going to they're going to play really hard. I don't know if they're going to score very many points, but they're going to play hard and, and they will they will challenge Nebraska to to uh to be physical and all the other things. So I think the last six weeks in many ways will be the physical test that Matt Rule wants. So all the things that Nebraska did in the off season, all the things they did in training camp, now we're going to find out if it if it's uh, if it's real or if it's you know they still have work, room to grow, because you know the last six games of the season are you know you go out in your backyard you know, between between two trees you know two maple trees <laughs> you figure out who wins those you wins the patch of grass between the two trees that's that's what this is this isn't going to be finding ways to you know defend dynamic passes. It's an, it's something that Iowa is very familiar with and very good at, and and that's an area where Nebraska has to continue to to improve. And Wisconsin knows how to do it too. I think for whatever reason they decided they didn't want to be that on offense. Maybe maybe wisely so, because that Wisconsin team or that Iowa team, they're not beating Oregon or Washington yesterday. Mm. And and you got to find you know as those teams join the league, you have to find a way to beat those teams. And you know Washington or Oregon would have taken. Wisconsin and Iowa by 21 yesterday. So, um, so the good teams are coming, and I think Wisconsin's making this adjustment now and going to pay a little bit of the price for it. But um, but Wisconsin still knows how to do it too. So Nebraska's got a physical test over the next six weeks. It's going to be uh, attrition and aggression. Those are going to be the things that I think are going to get tested.
1: And we'll keep monitoring it. Sam McEwen of the Omaha World-Herald with us on our Allo VIP line, by VIP line. I should say, Sam, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, brother. There he is, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World. Harold with us. Big thanks to Sam for taking some time here on the Husker Extra Hour. I like a lot of what Sam had to say. And I think his point that I want to wrap up this segment with here on uh, the Husker Extra Hour is this is where we see if those changes that Matt Rule has made are taking hold, are starting to take hold. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota play close games. That's what they do. Almost endemically, it's systemic. It's what they do. It's how they operate. Nebraska needs a little bit more of that than What if Husker fans been clamoring for, for years? Just win the close ones, right? Best one-score-losing team of all time. Best 3-9 and nine team of all time with all the one-score losses. Nebraska couldn't finish. Michigan State, on the ropes. Iowa, on the ropes. Wisconsin, on the ropes. Teams that have figured out how to win close games, Right. Nebraska won a close-ish game against Illinois. They won ugly. It was a a two-possession game, right, at 20-7. to But that was a close game. Nebraska was holding on for dear life. You know, clenched, holding on to their butts. They didn't really close that game out at all on offense. Credit the defense, though, for finding a way to bow up time and time again. But this is where the offense has to start doing its part. If the ball's not going to get in Nebraska's end zone, if the offense is still going to struggle to put up points, if the kicking game still isn't great, the least Nebraska's offense can do is just hold on to the ball. Yes, I mean, don't turn it over. Heinrich Harburg has to make good decisions. Anthony Grant can't let another ball out from between his forearms once this year. It can't happen. But hold on to the ball in terms of time of possession. I am not a time of possession wins football games guy. I'm not. There's a lot of evidence out there to the contrary that it's about being efficient with the plays that you have. Getting the most yards per play is a much better indicator than time of possession when it comes to offensive stats and output. But we know Nebraska has lacked that explosive element all season long and expecting it to arrive at midseason is wishing on a prayer. It's hoping on a shooting star. It really is. Sam mentioned the freshman wideouts in Coleman, in Lloyd, in Doss, all talented. Plenty of juice between the three of them. Do you trust the quarterback to get it there? Do you trust them to be on the same page with the quarterback? Do you trust the offensive line to hold up well enough under, you know, duress from some of these offensive or defensive lines that, again, I agree with Sam, will be coming after Nebraska saying, prove it, beat us. We don't think you can do it. This is the only way we're going to allow you to beat us. And Nebraska's wilted under that pressure far too often recently. There's no denying that. A close game turns into a blowout. A game that shouldn't be close because Nebraska should have control is still close going into the fourth quarter. And the Huskers, you know, the turf monster comes up and gets them. Or, you know, the bad decision bug bites again. We've seen it time and time again. But to Sam's point, these last six games are the proving ground. Not the ultimate final test or challenge for Matt rule. It's year one. You can't have anything ultimate and final when it comes to year one. You just can't. I think that's reckless and irresponsible if you try to claim that's the case, but it'll be a good case study for just how much of the Matt rule ethos has taken root in not just these players brains, but really I do think it has to take place in their hearts too a more metaphysical level, right? There's the clip that came out I think it was from before Northern Illinois just surfaced this week, though. If we die, we die. Obviously not wishing for that, but how many guys on Nebraska's team are willing to give their all to be dog tired at the end of the game, not know how they're going to get up and go to meetings on Sunday, but find a way to do it and find enjoyment in that grind. If there's more of that, I think it starts to come out over these next six games. I'm glad Sam brought up too that Nebraska can win them all and Nebraska can lose them all. I've said that all year. Some of you have told me I'm crazy. Some of you are doom and gloom saying, oh, no way, is not talented enough. This is a you know, three and nine team, a four and eight team at best. I get it. That is still entirely on the table. It is. I don't admit it, but it is. The lack of explosion on offense, the defense not creating enough takeaways, special teams still being hit or miss. All things that can hold Nebraska back. Nebraska could finish three and nine. They could lose all six games left on the schedule. Yes, even Northwestern. I don't think that happens though. Because of the schedule. Every other team has issues. Let's just run down it. Northwestern. We know their offseason issues. Not as talented as Nebraska. Across the board. Quarterback might be better. Other than that, I can't tell you definitively Northwestern's better here, here, or here. The game's at home. Both teams coming off a bye week. It's going to be interesting to see who adjusted to their first half better. Then you welcome Purdue in. I'm in the right Purdue off camp. I really am. I haven't been very impressed by the Boilermakers at all. Um, Not just after what Ohio State did to them on Saturday. I just haven't seen a lot that I've loved from Purdue. But Hudson Card's a gamer. He's a veteran. He's been around the block. They will find a way to get their weapons involved. You look at Michigan State. Just blew a 24-6 to lead at Rutgers. You were up 18 on Rutgers, and you lost that game. How? Maryland just lost to Illinois at home which, by the way, Nebraska went to Illinois and won. Jay Foreman, our own Jay Foreman, thinks Maryland's a good matchup for Nebraska's defense. Fascinated to watch that one. Wisconsin might have lost its starting quarterback. Tanner Mordecai hurt his hand yesterday. Couldn't grip a football. In an identity crisis, like Sam just said. And then Iowa. Is Iowa. You know, throw the records out the window. It's a rivalry game. Everyone's going to get up for it on Black Friday. Nebraska's not going 9-3. and Nebraska's not going 8-4. and But it could. The other teams on the schedule have that level of issue. It's not going to happen. Three and nine, nine and three isn't going to happen. Four and eight, eight and four, slightly more likely. Five and seven, six and six, seven and five. Those, to me, are the realistic options for this Nebraska team. Can't wait to watch the second half of the season. We'll talk more about it with Tom Chattel of the Omaha World-Herald as we continue the Husker Extra Hour next.
0: Back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Back to the Allo VIP line we go. Allo Fiverr understands the importance of exceptional service with local heart. I'm Moss Norman. We are joined now by Tom Chattel of the Omaha World. Herald. Tom, happy bye week. How was yours? Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, some good football on yesterday. And let's just dive into a couple teams that are, I think, going to be factors in the Big Ten here soon. Oregon and Washington played, for my money, the most entertaining game of the day up in Seattle yesterday they looked like almost vintage Ohio state. Both those teams did athletes everywhere, quarterbacks slinging it around solid enough run games and lines. If that's what the big 10 has come into it, there's going to be some real competition there in a couple of years.
3: Yeah. I, I, I'm really interested to see how, how this changes the the big 10 or the the big 10 has a way of, uh, it is will on you. So, um, I don't expect that to be the case. The West Coast team's going have access to a lot of athletes and a lot of speed on the West Coast and I think they'll uh they'll bring a little smash mouth to the 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 party, but they're the athletes that they bring on the field are, you know we'll see if that changes the Big Ten. There's only a couple um, you know, schools who who, who really do it that way in the Big Ten. And certainly Ohio State's one of them.
1: The, the team that got smashed in the mouth more than bringing any smash mouth was USC just pasted at Notre Dame, Omaha's own Xavier Watts with two interceptions in the scoop and score touchdown Caleb Williams struggled. But I think that goes to your point where Notre Dame plays a more big 10 style. And if Oregon and Washington are the, the shining examples of, Hey, maybe this can work what USC does, or especially doesn't do on the defensive side of the ball is going to get the Trojans beat in the big Ten.
3: Absolutely, you got to play defense. I mean, uh, you know, you see that with, with uh, Dan Landing in Oregon. They're, they're certainly playing defense, so it's mm-hmm. it's not just a West Coast thing. It's it's more of a Lincoln Riley thing. And uh, you know, he, he he didn't have the great defenses at Oklahoma. He's he, you know, this thing now is
0: uh, I don't wonder if that
3: offense is just just uh, kind of collapsing under the pressure, or just just having to have having to be perfect all the time, and and um, you know have you know just having to score a lot, so many points, but yeah, uh, no, give Notre name credit absolutely. That was, a, um, was a, 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 a real shellacking for for lack of a better word here on a Sunday.
1: <laughs> you mentioned USC's offense having to play perfect. The inverse of that is Iowa's defense that oh. did it again—a fifteen to six win over Wisconsin. Not pretty, it was the Iowa way. It used to be the Wisconsin way before uh Luke Fickle came in the drive for three twenty five for Brian Ferentz is on life support, and yet I was at six and one, three and one in conference. The Hawkeyes keep getting away with it. Are, are they your true big Ten West front runner?
3: Well, yeah, absolutely. and uh it just you know if there's a lesson there, it's that the defense you know' is not only pretty handy to have it's 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 pretty necessary uh you know it it will keep you in every game and um you know uh, i just they did this a couple of years ago where all they did was win they were ugly they were and they won and they uh i think they went to the championship game um and um uh, i think the, i did play michigan maybe that year but anyway they uh, yeah it's uh <laughs> i i found myself actually um i I was really, uh, I, I, I couldn't keep my eyes off that Iowa-Wisconsin game. I thought <laughs> it was it was just interesting as heck. Who's going to blink? You know, somebody, you know, I, I, I do appreciate the uh, great defense. And uh, a lot of people have made fun of those games. But I think there's something to be said for them. Yeah, There's a lot of punts. But uh, I think it's... it's um, one of those one of those tight games where you know one mistake uh, I can caution the game but it's, it's it's like like a well-pitched baseball game um, in a way so um, but yeah you know go back and forth the Oregon and Washington on one TV Iowa Wisconsin on the other they are they, always totally different worlds but uh, uh, those worlds are going to collide uh, starting next year oh.
1: and those worlds have already collided to some degree in the transfer portal of all three of those games every Everyone had a transfer quarterback, at least to start the year. Iowa and Cade McNamara got hurt. Tanner Mordecai hurt during the game for Wisconsin. Uh, Transfers starting at both Oregon and Washington and then also at USC and Notre Dame. And that right there is a big difference. The Big Ten West has to recruit better quarterbacks, whether it's out of high school or out of the portal. You can't stack Hudson Card, Cade McNamara, and Tanner Mordecai up against Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and despite a bad game, Caleb Williams. And if you're a current Big Ten West team, expect to have success in the new look Big Ten.
3: Yeah, they. Um, I think it's true, but we have to start. We have to stop thinking about the the, the Big Ten West, though. It's it's, right. but it's going away, and there will no longer be a East versus West uh, sort of stereotype. Uh, and everybody's going to be thrown in the middle, and uh, who's going to be able to swim and who's not? Um, but I agree. Um, what what was, what Washington and Oregon have done is you know will it change the Big Ten? And that's the question. Um, you know they're on top right now coming in. You know you know I go back to 2011. You know a lot of Nebraska thought that they were going to change the Big Ten? Well, they weren't in, in any kind of shape to do that. They weren't. Um, you got know, you got to be physical, and if Washington and Oregon aren't going to bring physical. They're they they're, they're going to get changed. So uh eventually you have to you have to you have to be good up front but i i believe they are um it's um they're, they're a lot closer to ohio state than they are iowa that's for sure but um I, you know the um the transfer quarterback thing is really interesting and uh you know the big ten is a is a league that is is, is uh a traditionally older league we're, we're, where people stay, you know, players don't leave. They they grow into you know being juniors and seniors, and uh, whether it's quarterback or defensive end or whatever. And uh, I think it's gonna. Be, I think I think I think what you said is a good point. It's, you know, will 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 these uh, the new schools change the way the Big Ten has to? And I, I just think it, it's gonna come down to. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see what the top five or six, seven teams look like in in, in the in the all all encompassing Big Ten, where everybody's thrown in together. And uh, you know, well, teams you know, teams that are sort of in the middle and want to move up are going to have to get transfer guys probably. But there'll be programs that just like who they are, and they'll just stay the same. So, um, yeah, the, the the next two three years are, are are are, going to be fascinating.
1: They sure will. We're talking with Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald on our Allo VIP line. Speaking of being in the middle, that's where Nebraska's at in terms of both record and midpoint of the season. They get there by week halfway through six games in the book, uh, six more games to go. Nebraska sitting at one and two in conference play, as is this week's opponent, Northwestern, as is Minnesota, Um, Illinois and Purdue at one and three, Wisconsin two and one, Iowa leading the division at three and one. Six games in, Tom, have you seen enough changes to tell you that Matt Rule has things pointing in the right direction? Three wins is what it is, but they're halfway through. Have you seen the Matt Rule thumbprints on this Nebraska team?
3: Uh, yes, but it's only we're only halfway through. Uh we we, we certainly we certainly need to see more. We, we want to see more. But, I mean, absolutely. They, they I think that these guys have, have have been coached up um a lot. Um they're certainly playing hard they they hit hard um the offense we just so many guys are out they're just down to uh guys who who were probably gonna be backups and on uh, some of the, the skill position including quarterback um it's just uh we we you know, offensive line has been good and not so good it's just sort of there um i i just I, i'm really yeah, going into the last towel, I'm, I'm really curious, what can they do about that offense? And this is a short-term fix we're talking about here, not a long-term. Um, I'm really curious, what, what can they do? Can they, you know, we, it seems like Jeff Sims is going to come back. Okay, how much will he play? What can he do? Um, will Harburg improve, you know, the – they're probably going to need the, the young receivers to get out there at some point and start making plays. I just feel like if, if they're going to make a move on on going to a bowl game, the offense is, is going to have to start picking things up. Uh, can can Anthony Grant be a factor without fumbling and, and be the, the, the workhorse guy? It's just all my focus going into the second half
1: is on that offense. Is there a position group or a player on that offense you think is ready to to break out and make a difference in the last six games?
3: I have no idea. <laughs> uh, It'd be nice to see
1: the receivers. We saw a little glimpse in Illinois,
3: but we need to see more. And um, I mean, I, my hope is that the offensive line starts taking a a, a couple steps forward, um, but. Uh, i almost feel like halfway through the season you you, you kind of know what you got so um you know like i said um how much do the you know the quarterbacks have, have to go up can you know can they can they, they raise their game up um, is there a way to you know get more out of that quarterback run game um becausecause they're, they're I, 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 they're both really good runners um it just it it seems limited, but i wonder if if a, if maybe the, the receivers come out and 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 maybe start making more plays if that that could unlock a few more things on the offense It seems like they're 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 really one dimensional right now and um you know like i said the the last these last uh, now six games me are are still on audition for, for for next season. Uh, who mm-hmm. can play in the Big 10? Who's who's going to help you win games in the Big 10 and and that and a Cruz quarterback. Um I I think I I you know I have not talked to Matt Rule about this. I don't know what his thoughts are, but his mind's always thinking. He's always working ahead and I he's not used to the transfer portal. It doesn't translate into what he likes to do, which is develop, you know, the guys he's got and, you know, squeeze the most out of what he's got. I got to think he's going to do more. He's going to go more, more, into the portal. Um, to to, to, to uh, uh, supplement the uh, roster and, you know, especially on offense uh, after the season. So we'll see, like I said, I've never done. He hasn't said that. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of throwing that out there, <laughs> uh, but that's something to keep, keep an eye on the, second half of the season because um i mean somebody's look the the, 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 the defense is going to keep them in every game if you look at who they're playing you know somebody said well they can win there's not a game they can't win or lose (laughs) so (laughs) but that defense is going to keep them right there how many they win is going to be all, all, all on that offense
1: is that in a similar way to kind of what it was the last couple of years, of Scott Frost tenure, where the, the black shirt defense under Eric Shenander kept Nebraska in games. The offense couldn't capitalize. Is it any different from those last couple of years now with Tony white leading the black shirts?
3: Well, I think that defense is better. It, it certainly got better under, uh, Bill Bush last year mm-hmm. there was a, a noticeable, uh, I thought change, uh, after he took over. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think the defense is, is, um, it's more reliable, they're, they're going to tackle and they're going to hit and they they seem to be all over the ball. Um, they're, they're really stopping the run, which gives you hope these last six weeks. Um, uh, but I'll tell you what, I don't know what to make of, um, his last opponents. I mean, Illinois goes in and, the and, and Beats Maryland. It went terrible last week against Nebraska. Now they go into Maryland and win that game. I thought Maryland was going to be a handful coming here, and they, it probably still will be. But um, who knows? And now you look okay, at Wisconsin. They're trending up, and uh, you know where I, Iowa people make fun of that offense, but there's nothing there's nothing funny about that defense. It's it's elite. And uh, I, I just look at these games, and you know the next two. You know, there's nothing, there's no game to be taken for granted here. Going, they can, you know, everybody's you know, people are looking at them, like Northwestern and Purdue, our are, are games, Nebraska to win. Well, like I've said, that that's what they're saying about Nebraska.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We
3: can go into Lincoln and, and get that game. So, um, it's going to be execution. It's going to be who's going to hit and, and and make the plays. And, uh, and for Nebraska, it's going to come down to how much can they get at more than out of of that offense? So it's going to
1: be fun. It sure will six games to go. And here's what I think we'll be able to make of it after these next six games is for as much as we wanted to learn, maybe we didn't learn a whole lot just because of the state of the division that anyone can beat anybody, not because everyone's so good or so bad, but everyone's just kind of there in the middle. So I think it would be a really defining step for Nebraska. If it, if it puts its foot down and says, we're not making silly mistakes. We're taking care of the ball and we're finding ways to win games because they're out there for the taking. If Nebraska goes six and six, I don't know if we learned a whole lot about this team. If they go less than that, we learned that there's still more work to be done. Anything more than that, I think we can say, you know, maybe it was in a weaker division in the last year of it, but Nebraska maybe took care of a little bit of business toward the end of the year. The fact that all these games are toss-ups to me just screams opportunity for this staff and these players in year one. Yeah,
3: they just you know I'll tell you what. If they think it's a bowl game. We'll learn that, that they're starting to learn how to win, and um, you know, just looking at the roster, it it it, it, it needs a lot of help. So, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of have what you have. So, are are they being coached up? Yeah, I think they are. Um, you know, the first game, but but a lot of the, a lot of this also is is kind of confidence winning is confidence mm-hmm. and if if they win if they get, get the six wins then I think they're going to be a lot more confident so you, you'll, you'll be able to take that out of the season um I, I just like the, the way they responded to Illinois it, it just told me a lot about you know it, it it really put a nice bow on the first half of the season went, okay they should have won in Minnesota uh Colorado was uh a trap came that they didn't see coming. You know, nobody thought Colorado was going to be like that. Um, you know, and then they they took care of the two at home, and then they, you know, Michigan did what well, Everybody thought they were going to do, but they they responded and, and on the road. So I thought that was a really. I think I think you should feel good about about things right now. Um, but they started getting they got to go out and do it.
1: That they do. We'll see if they're able to here over these next six weeks. Tom Chattel of the Omaha World-Herald with us. Tom, appreciate the time. Uh, We'll look forward to another Memorial Stadium byline this Saturday.
3: All righty. Can't wait. Thanks.
1: There he is, Tom Chattel, on our LOVIP line, uh, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. But thanks to uh, Tom and also his coworker Sam McEwen, who joined me in the first segment. We'll take a break and wrap up the Husker Extra Hour next here on 93.7 The ticket. Nutrition
0: Authority invites you to try Attack, which is an exciting pre-workout for athletes and gym enthusiasts who want the most out of their workouts. Attack can only be found at Nutrition Authority. Remember when you want results, the solution is simple: Nutrition Authority. Stop in or check us out at mynutritionauthority.com. Is your backyard ready for fun with friends and family this fall? GE Landscape Supply has pavers and boulders, which are a great accent for any landscaping project. And you can find them at 6701 Cornusker Highway. GE Landscape Supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. And don't forget, They deliver anywhere, nearby or far away. Stop by at 6701 Cornusker Highway from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. Go to GELandscapesupply.com for more info or call 402-467-1627. Chances are you're a busy person. Chances are you'd rather not drive down to Beatrice for your favorite desserts. Chances are you'd really benefit from a Lincoln location for all of your fruitcake, liqueur cake and breakfast bread needs. Insert Beatrice Bakery in downtown Lincoln, 1040 O Street, the new 93.7 The Ticket Studios. Just grab a cake out of the cooler, pay at the counter and you're headed home with the delicious, fruity, nutty, decadent treat of your choice. Beatrice Bakery, online at BeatriceBakery.com or now in downtown Lincoln at 1040 O Street. Plains
2: Cover Crop is your one-stop seed shop. Call us now for spring and summer forages, CRP mixes, and fall cover crop blends. We do farm-specific consulting for
0: practical and efficient seed blends to fit your geography and goals. With a very diverse inventory, we will tailor a blend just for you. We're also looking for contract growers, and we buy and sell rye. Find us online at plainscovercrop.com. Timeless agronomy practices practices paired with modern technology. East Highway 20 in Orchard, and across Nebraska. Sutter Heyman Jewelers' 118th anniversary sale is going on right now. This sale only comes around once a year, so don't miss your chance to save 20% or more on everything diamond. Bridal and engagement rings, bracelets, earrings, and all diamond jewelry, 20% off or more. Our lowest prices of the year, now through October 25th, only at Sartre-Hayman's 118th anniversary sale. Lincoln and Grand Island or sartre Load up on meat and more this fall at the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese at 84th and Havelock. This week's specials through October 17th are prepackaged brisket for just $4.99 per pound. And don't forget to check out their Friday feast this week and every week. Plus, stop by the grand opening of the 30th and Yankee Hill location on October 14th and 15th and spend $100 in store and receive a free cooler of Certified Piedmontese beef. Get to the Mercado today for the best meat in town. Gaina Trucking is hiring CDL Class A and B drivers. Gaina Trucking guarantees a 40-hour work week year-round, and their strong team culture makes it not a job, but a career. Gaina Trucking offers health, vision, and dental insurance, 401K with company match, an employee assistance program, and other bonus programs. Build a better career today with great team culture at Gaina Trucking. Learn more and apply today at gainatrucking.com. What's this new concept happening at 1040 O Street? There's 937 The Ticket, there's The Mill Coffee and Tea, and there's Grandma's Bake Shop and Beatrice Bakery? Well, yeah, it's all of those things. It's a place for the community to hang out, grab a drink and a bite, and just chill, or work, or meet, or chat, or whatever you want to do. 937 The Ticket, The Mill Coffee and Tea, Grandma's Bake Shop, and Beatrice Bakery, all together at 1040 O Street back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 the ticket
1: and the ticket fm.com norman with you here at 93.7 the ticket again 1040 o street you just heard it on that promo the windows are open if you're walking by walking through downtown driving by give us a wave stop in say hi i'm here all night you got tom and mike coming up next with the husker rewind so definitely stay tuned for that before we get out of here though I want to go to the text line, 402-464-5685, brought to you by Sarter Heyman. John and Cortland, appreciate you tuning in. Good, sir. Says, Mr. Austin, this is a generational thing. You as a youngster have never experienced what Husker Nation bleeds for. Uh, You've got potential. Doesn't matter what we think or do. Go big. Red Uh, sends another text, and it ends with three words that I think really are key for Nebraska this week, and that's time to restart. That's just it this season was a restart five years before that was a restart three years before that was a restart seven years before that was a restart. There hasn't been a consistent go for this program. Nothing that they've been able to, you know, plant their foot, plant their flag and go. It's been stop and start. It's been herky jerky. It's been hit and miss as was the first half of this football season for Nebraska three and three, you win three, you lose three could have won four maybe talk yourself into five, get blown out in the sixth. You left a couple on the table, but then you were written off in a couple of them too, right? Especially against Illinois on a short week, regardless of their talent level, Nebraska needed to respond. And like Tom was saying, I do think that showed us something about this Nebraska football team. And maybe this time the restart is taking hold. But like Sam said, these last six games are the proving ground. This is where we find out just how much of this restart has taken root and is growing. The seeds have been planted. They've been being watered. But there are six opportunities out there for Nebraska football to take advantage of. Will they win all six? I highly doubt it. Could they win all six? Absolutely. Get a few of them, right? Win more than you lose. You went 500 in the first half. Okay, that is what it is. But it's in the past. You have a fantastic opportunity for homecoming against Northwestern on Saturday go get it. Go take advantage of it. Seize the moment. Carpe diem, all that sort of stuff, right? Don't let the football game happen to you. Impose your will. Say, this is who we are now. We have our bye week halfway through the season. We're refreshed. We've learned. We know our roles. We know what we're comfortable with and how we needed to grow. And we did it. Six opportunities for Nebraska football to prove that it has the capacity for growth. That's what it is. These last six games, again, starting with Northwestern on Saturday. That'll do it for me. It's been a fun couple hours. I'm Austin Norman. I will be back with you tomorrow during on the block from two to four. Rejoin my guys. Stricky. It's been a minute since I've seen or even talked to that guy. I hope he's doing well. Big shout out to my coworkers, Nick Rico, Bach, Harrison, anyone else I'm missing there on that list for filling in for me as I was gone on paternity leave again, mom and baby are just amazing. I love them both so much, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to being back with you tomorrow during On the Block. Big thanks to Matt Hardesty for joining me uh, from 3 to 4 for the Corner 3. Go check that out on uh, our podcast platform. Wherever it is, you get your podcast. It'll be up there. And big thanks to Sam McEwen and Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald for joining me here during the Husker Extra Hour. I'm stepping aside, turning it over to Tom and to Melby. Husker Rewind comes your way next. 93.7 The Ticket, TicketFM.com.